On the world stage, China and Iran portray themselves as counterweights to Western power. The two countries are looking to further bolster bilateral ties with Iran's President Ibrahim Raisi visiting Beijing, the first such trip in more than two decades. During the trip, the Chinese leader Xi Jinping expressed support for Tehran's ability to, and I quote, safeguard national sovereignty and, quote, resist unilateralism and bullying. Dr. William Figueroa is an expert on China-Iran relations at the Centre for Geopolitics at Cambridge University. Doc, uh, Dr. William Figueroa, welcome to the program. Hi, happy to be here. Why is Iran's president in Beijing? Well, the main reason that he's there is to sort of jumpstart um, Iran-China relations, um, particularly uh, in terms of their economic relations um, and investment uh, from China into Iran. Um, they're interested in this because in 2021, uh, Iran and China signed a 25-year strategic cooperation agreement that was ostensibly supposed to bring uh, a great deal of political, military, and economic cooperation, um, but largely has not materialized since then. Um, investment in particular has been very low. I believe it's something like $163 million uh, have been invested by China in the Iranian economy since Raisi's uh, administration began, um, which is much lower than the $400 billion that was predicted over 25 years. Um, there's also been a recent diplomatic uh, kerfuffle uh, between Iran and China, a kind of faux pas, uh, which I can get into a little bit later, that kind of uh, 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 brought uh, relations down a little bit. Can you um, tell so me just now that of, about the faux pas? What happened? Yeah, yeah so so, so um, uh, Xi Jinping, the Chinese president, um, uh, uh, chairman, leader, uh, whole shebang, basically, um, he uh, uh, recently went on a visit in December to Saudi Arabia, um, which is another one of China's major partners uh, in the Middle East. Um, and while he was there, he, they held a, a, a series of meetings with um, not only Saudi Arabia, but also the, the countries of the GCC, um, the Gulf Cooperation Council, um, which uh, uh, was generally intended to increase uh, uh, China's economic and political relations with all of those countries and resulted in a lot of oil investment deals and things of that nature. Um, one of the things that happened was that China endorsed uh, a, a joint statement that came out of that conference um, uh, with amongst many different um, uh, statements that were mixed in. One was uh, in, in support for a negotiated settlement between um, uh, uh, disputes that Iran and the United Arab Emirates are having uh, over ownership of a uh, several islands in the Persian Gulf. Uh, now, while China really only called for um, negotiations uh, and a kind of negotiated settlement to that issue, the Iranian government and the media were incensed by the mm -hmm. idea that China would weigh in at all. Uh, and that the idea that the islands could be up for negotiation in any way. And they reacted very strongly to that. They summoned the Chinese ambassador. And both sides have been trying to smooth things over ever since then. That's a really interesting backstory. Okay, so they're in the they're very much clearly in the phase of of smoothing because the Iranian president is there. Uh, after yes. the meeting, President Xi spoke about resisting unilateralism and bullying. Who was he talking about? Well, whenever they talk about that, they're almost always referring to the United States. Um, you know, mostly uh, this refers to the sanctions regime that the United States has put in place against Iran. Um, China is obviously um, opposed to economic sanctions in general, 
um, because they could be very easily turned against China uh, under the right circumstances, especially given how the United States uses them and rhetoric associated with human rights violations and what have you. Um, so they're typically talking about that issue, but there's also the wider perception that um, the United States is not a, a force for uh, peace in the Middle East, or rather is instead um, approaches conflicts unilaterally uh, and imposes its own desires and solutions. You could see this perception, for example, in how the United States has handled um, uh, relations with Israel and the Israel-Palestine conflict, uh, and of course, you, you know, relations are with or you know, various interventions over the years and military operations in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, so there is a, a, a perception shared by both sides that, you know, China and Iran can offer something of a sort of bilateral, locally, regionally based uh, alternative um, to sort of U.S.-led uh, 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 security order. But I think it's important to say that it's not that they want to overturn this order, uh, rather that China would like a larger place at the table, so to speak, and would rather and would like to resolve things, at least in terms of how it's presenting itself and its propaganda, um, in accordance with the needs of all parties involved, not rather in by imposing uh, a solution from one stronger position, uh, which is what they accuse the United States of doing. Mm. Both Iran and China have fractured relations with Western allies, as you just clearly alluded to. Who needs who more? <laughs> this is a really, really uh, a common question I get. So it, I would put it like this. Um, China, Iran is an important part of China's overall global strategy, but it is just one part, whereas China is a very important part of Iran's uh, uh, current international predicament. Um, Iran has uh, very bad relations with the West right now. Um, so obviously some of its only alternatives to negotiating with the West would be to negotiate or to turn to countries like China or Russia. Um, China has many reasons why it would be interested in developing relations with Iran, but the main problem with that are the sanctions. Um, the in Chinese investors are not willing to invest in Iran while the sanctions are in place because there are numerous economic and political risks associated with that. And as long as America and Iran have don't have a good relationship and that the sanctions remain in place, that's not really fundamentally going to change. Um, China also has many reasons to be wary of leaning too closely towards Iran because Iran has bad relations with many of China's other partners in the in the region. Uh, for example, Saudi Arabia considers to be a regional rival. And there's also Israel and Turkey as well that have concerns about Iranian influence. Um, and also because of their association with the repeated um, exposure of the sale of Iranian drones uh, and their use in Ukraine, uh, while China has certainly not taken a position against Russia in Ukraine, it does have a much more nuanced kind of balanced position in terms of not openly being seen to support the conflict. So these are all sort of diplomatic risks that could be associated with leaning too far to China. Um, so I would say that, uh, uh, you know, Ch China is not looking to change its approach towards Iran. It's quite happy to allow things to remain at this kind of low level for the time being. Uh, Iran wants China to change uh, and is very much interested in in sort of uh, modifying that behavior. But mm. I don't think it has much leverage to do so. Mm, really interesting. I just want to talk about the anti-government protests in Iran. Uh, obviously, mm -hmm. there's a movement that's been building in Iran. Uh, they have weakened the government's power internally and worsened relations with Western countries who have issued even more sanctions. And obviously, this is a, a big, big story um, of our times. How is China viewing all of this? 
Yeah, that's a really good question because they haven't said very much. Um, what I can say is that Chinese citizens are certainly interested in and from what I can see, largely sympathetic towards um, the, 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 the unrest, so to speak. Um, you know, there's a little bit of discussions you'll see about it on blogs and on the Internet. Uh, and people are generally sympathetic to the idea of women um, protesting for, you know, their right to wear what they want and for the idea that the Iranian government, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, is, have, does not, you know, uh, the, the level of analysis that you see is not really sophisticated. But generally, they look at it as a kind of social struggle. Um, you don't really see much trace of it at all in this official state media. And that's very obvious why, um, you know, it's not really a story that they're interested in, in promoting. Um, but I think that internally, um, it's very likely that they are not, they don't look favorably on it. It's one more indication that Iran is not a stable environment for investment, is not a great place to lean politically, um, because, you know, there's the kind of open question of what is the, Iran's political future right now. Really uh, interesting meeting that's happening here. Thank you for explaining it so well to us. Really appreciate your time. Mm -hmm. No problem. Dr. William Figueroa is an expert on China-Iran relations at the Centre for Geopolitics at Cambridge University, and you are listening to ABC RM Breakfast. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.